autism um, and it's a great project and I think um, Erica's been doing it for about 15 years is that right? Erica has got a very diverse background around arts is that she has a couple of degrees Erica is on the Australian Council for the Arts she's been involved with she's been a producer for Melbourne Fringe Festival Adelaide Fringe Festival and Brisbane French Festival off the top of my head <laughs> and there's quite a number of major achievements that Erica has actually had and we're hoping to have Erica in the studio very, very shortly. What we're going to do in the meantime, we're going to play a song. It's by one of the Wild at Heart community mus- artists, musicians, Jen Frank, and that song is called Baby Steps. You love it. And why the reason that Baby Steps is specifically relevant to the Next Wave Festival? Because the Next Wave Festival is about encouraging people who at the start of their journey have made some of those little baby steps as part of their career to go on to bigger and better things. Like the Next Wave Festival had over 90,000 visitors in 2018, last time it was on. Now we're ready to take the song Baby Steps Okay, let's take this song called Baby Steps by Jen Frank. Small steps, baby steps Are the secrets to success Back to the boldness song 3CR. My name is Rafael Caleb and that song was Baby Steps by Jen Frank from Wild Heart Community Art. Now, what Next Wave is about Next Wave is inviting artists from across Australia to form a government. A government for disrupted histories, for radical kindness, for transcendent identities, for alternative cartographies, for unregulated beliefs, for emotional speculation, for the ideas, conversations and feelings that matter. Next Wave is asking you, are next generation great artists, musicians, poets, dancers, writers, curators, producers and thinkers to set the agenda and lead us into the new realms of creative expression. This is an opportunity for you to pitch your most critical and ambitious artistic project for presentation at Next Wave Festival 2020, A Government of Artists. How does that sound to you, Gazam? <laughs> wow, that's full on. I think Erica's got a lot to. I think Erica's got a lot to handle there. Um, I like to hear that people living with a disability have an opportunity to work in a government sector to establish a realm of consciousness that they feel um, feel safe and and able to create a special arena for them to to push forward in how they. Feel feel as people because these days there's not much avenue for creative expression people living with mental illness or physical disability 
So congratulations, Erica, on working on that. Um, good if she could be here in the studio so we could ask her. It said it would be fantastic if that was the case, but we're going to have a conversation between ourselves about what a government of artists means as creative people. Now, is that to me, is that people with disabilities, that's 5 million people in Australia, 20% of the population. Yeah. Now, off the top of my head, in the official government, I can think of maybe two or three politicians at most who may have actually had a disability who are supposedly governing on behalf of all people. Now, as a creative person, and as with a person with a disability, for me, a creative person who is interested in forming a government of artists, it's a chance to engage with the community about my personal beliefs, to chance to say what's important in the community, to actually say, this is what we stand for, this is what we can do, this is what we need to change, this is how we can implement it, and that is how we could actually form that government of artists to actually have a collective thought of consciousness, to have a stream in the community that is saying that not only have we got a government of artists, but we've actually got an industry pathway for people that maybe have that sustainable or economical viable community. And how are you doing? We have now got Erica. How are you doing, Erica? Oh, I'm good. Spent some time on Victoria Street in the car. <laughs> <Welcome>. <laughs> I'm loving the rain, though. Certainly, now is that for the, we're going to actually introduce you properly here. Is that uh, my name's Rafael Caleb, I'm with, and Gazem, who is the co-host today, and we're talking with Erica McCalman, who is the creative producer of the Next Wave Festival. Now, what would like you to know? Tell us about your roles as a creative producer. Yeah, so I um, probably should let you know that I'm a Baladung Noongar woman, so I'm a First Nations Australian who's mobs from just outside of Perth, but we've been living here um, on Kulin Nation land for about 80 years now. Um, but yeah, I am a producer with a background in theatre production and slowly became a producer, which is a, um, a role where I work with artists to create their work with them. I help them with the administrative side I also help them with the creative side so that means that um, a lot of the relationships that I have with artists is about also talking about their work in depth and and what they want to achieve and what they want um, their audiences to know so and what do they want to achieve? <laughs> Most artists, the excellent ones, have something really important to say to audiences, but they also balance it out with knowing that their audiences are really interested in hearing what the, audi- the artist has to say or have an experience that's communing with the artist and the message that they're um, portraying. So it Next Wave, as a creative producer, I, my role is to work with Rosalind, our director, to... Um, figure out the creative direction of the festival and this is this government of artists that we're talking about that we're interested in forming for 2020 and then I also work with approximately 30 to 40 next wave artists that we curate in over about a year to make sure that they've got everything that they need to develop their work into something that's a really really high professional skill um, and also something that's really really deeply interesting um, and revolutionary for next wave audiences. So just let me get this clear. You work with 
people living with a disability of any sort and help them develop shows? Well, I work with anybody who's an artist professionally okay. and that includes people who are living with or experiencing a disability of and, any sort. And you show that in, in a theatrical setting? Um, any setting. So I do theatre. I've looked after and worked with artists who are visual artists um, as well. I've also worked with artists who are interested in working with in public space, so bringing art outside of a gallery or a theatre setting. Okay. Um, what we're interested in is your most ambitious, outstanding work that really challenges the idea of where art lives and who can see it and where it can be. Well, certainly you said I'm going to actually... We're talking about artists, about developing a career. Now, in my little bits of research, Erica, <laughs> I came across a fantastic article, and it was called My Parents Give Me $28,000 a Year. Let's have a discussion about how money can influence art in terms of the next wave festival, about on how to build that career. Would it buy time if you were given 28000 a year? I think so, yeah. I ended up sharing that article. We have a newsletter that comes out every two weeks called a pegboard. So if you go onto our website and subscribe to the pegboard, you'll get um, readings and updates about what Next Wave's up to and get the first news about um, new opportunities for artists. But, yeah, that article was talking about how if your parents give you $28,000 per year, and which does happen in terms of cash and support, <laughs> if you're from a particular social class, like if your parents or a particular level of wealthy. And you get a tax relief from it too. uh, Yeah, you get tax relief from it and that also puts you at a significant advantage in terms of an artistic career. You you are freed from a lot of the need to do some of the very basic things a lot of us have to do to survive. And yeah, that's that's not equal and that's not democratic in terms of of an industry if that favours people like that. Well, it's in terms of a government of artists, would that be maybe putting it right there in the community, something to really challenge artists and challenging economic unfair advantage about where this may actually go? If a government of artists, could they change this or is it something that would benefit all people or should this be actually extended so all people had access to pursue that type of career? Heck yes, those are exactly the kinds of conversations that we love to have at Next Wave. Um, <laughs> yeah, it came up in the last festival in 2018 actually. There was a publication called Wild Tongue Volume 2 where um, Asia Kapunska and Timur Ball edited a journal where they interviewed artists from all different backgrounds and asked them to contribute their stories of trying to financially survive as artists, um, whether or not they be wealthy or whether or not they be trying to um, get by on a stipend from Centrelink or if they're in between jobs or how they balance out that barista shift with then switching into artist mode and possibly even delivering really high-end academic lectures because of their education level. And what age group? Um, So in Next Wave, primarily swings young. The oldest Next Waver we've had was 38, though. So it's about who's starting off in their professional career. So if you're in your first five years... So you call them the Next Wavers. Yeah, (laughs) in some ways. It's a habit of mine. (laughs) I think it's a good one um, because Next Wave's been around since 1984 and it started out as being um, a festival for primarily young people, not necessarily young artists. Do you need need a disability? No. (laughs) We're... 
and ec- we're a curated festival, mm-hmm. so we will choose a selection of artists that we work to develop um, works with to present in 2020. But no, you don't need to be, have a disability and you don't need to be from a particular segment. What we're interested in is your most ambitious, most outstanding, okay. excellent work. And I heard you've been part of the film festival, St Kilda Film Festival. I'm not, not film festival, St Kilda Festival. Once upon a time, a very long time ago, okay. I was a secondment on the St Kilda Festival when I was just starting out okay. as a baby producer, production person. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to actually revisit this. Is that it's about time for us to take some community announcements, and that's a good place for us to go back into Erica about the person's background. And then we'll have a little, maybe a little conversation about emerging artists and accessibility because this is Disability Current Affairs, how people with a disability can get involved with the Next Wave Festival, how they can actually apply for it, what resources are actually available. And that's a nice way to think. What do you reckon? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Let's do it. How does that sound, Nick Sam? Sounds awesome. So as soon as we actually get these community announcements on, yeah, okay. we're just going to take them right now. Freedom Flotilla, sailforjustice.org. Get on board. A 3CR supporter. Okay, welcome back to the Boldness on 3CR. We're talking with Erica McCalman, creative producer of the Next Wave Festival. Now we're going to kick it off right now with the difficult, challenging question. How accessible is Next Wave to people with a disability? So we at Next Wave essentially believe that a diverse conversation is the only conversation worth having and that an inclusive festival is the only festival worth having. So that goes for artists and also for audiences as well too. So we... um, are interested in curating in fantastic work and we also see that that comes from artists who identify as having a disability or an impairment. Um, so if, historically we have worked with several artists who identify as that. So in 2018 we worked with Josh Pether who um, premiered his performance work Jupiter Orbiting at the Northcote Town Hall. And I just came back from New York where he premiered it over there as wow. well too. So within about six months it managed to go offshore. So um, absolutely um, having a disability or um, identifying as having a mental illness or any form of impairment is not a barrier as far as we're concerned if we like your work we'll work with you right certainly but what about things like the application form like the size of font which people would need to use can they actually have used their screen readers 
um, image descriptions of photographs that are on websites, those sort of things. Yeah, absolutely. We have, communicate in that way as well too because we work with um, Description Victoria run by Wilma Crosty and we also work with um, with Luke King who was an artist from last year um, as well himself to make sure that it's any communication that we have is understandable from any sector and absolutely you can totally use your screen reader and please get in contact with us if you have a way that is best for you to express your ideas um, in regard to the application. So we still want you to follow the application but if the format in terms of writing it and submitting it to Recruiter Box isn't going to work for you and the way that you interact with the world then let us know and we'll chat through. Now certainly now the next way application process process that's actually begun that began on the 24th of january what's the cutoff date cutoff date so it's 11 59 p.m on <laughs> sunday the 24th of february so you exactly still, exactly anything after that will not be entered into <laughs> that was your first test <laughs> to get it <laughs> and in how many time. people do you think would apply um based on last year's numbers we're probably looking at 300 applications for approximately 30 places so amazing it's it's huge and i i like being honest about how competitive it is um because i think people deserve to know what kind of field they're in that's only fair um so that doesn't mean give up don't apply it's too competitive that means no give it a go give the office a call or get in contact and, with us and do you work how many people do you work with in the capacity like how many co-workers do you have at the moment our office is pretty busy so we've got a mix of part-timers and full-timers um the da- the office day that's the most quiet has about three people in the office and wednesdays is always incredibly busy and we've got 11 in the office today so that's kind of our day where we intersect with everybody so, but this thing about like okay so you've got a one in ten chance approximately of getting into particular applications you've got there but one of the things about creativity it builds character it builds resilience mm. we're all going to talk about this from a point of view about emerging artists coming through how they actually get started mm. i can i'm going to kick i'm going to putting my two bits with very early. Do uh, it. <laughs> in 2012, when I'd been doing it, I was thinking about moving into creativity. I sat up, I was sleeping on a concrete floor, waking up screaming with hunger and cold every single night. I had a one sheet over me and there was dew outside. You could see the frost on the window outside. That's where mm. I started, sort of, after, a, it's a long story, but, but that was the end result where I just thought, well, if I'm going to do it, that first video mm-hmm. I got through it and things started to check off. That's the thing about character building, about resilience. Yeah. You know what you're made out of. I think it is one of those funny things that when you work in any kind of creative industry or if you you primarily do a creative practice, yeah, people who don't do that, they, it, it's very frightening to them. And it's frightening to you too, but I think courage is about being scared and not knowing the odds and still going and doing it anyway because it's important. And do you have like one show for all the showcases or different avenue, venues for different shows? Different venues. So um, we work with the artists to help them find a venue that works for them, um, yeah. which is why if you look at the history of every Next Wave Festival, it's it's a different map, um, and it's a really accurate map of where's achievable for emerging artists to present work in Melbourne. So you'll notice, like, in the early 2000s, it's really concentrated in the city. 
2018 was a very widespread festival that was heading out to Newport and Abbotsford and up to mm. Preston as well too. Mm-hmm. So Erica, you would encourage me if I actually wanted to book the MCG, I need to check its availability, do I? Um, have a chat with us first because we have gotten the MCG for one person oh, a really? few years back. Yeah. Oh, How good is that? Yeah, it is best to, you know, when you when you put in your application, pitch to us what you want, like give us the best version of the project that you envision being in Next Wave 2020. Um, and if you curate it in, we'll work with you to make it happen. <laughs> I can't promise it will always happen. We can't always get the MCG, but we have put had people in laneways. We've had people in storefronts installing work. Um, I put artists all over the city last year, and people didn't even know where they were going to be until that morning. They had to follow through social media. That was a project called Ritual. We have gotten artists up the Art Centre Spire and living there for several days, and we have gotten artists doing their work in the MCG. So I think the really important thing is is that ambitious doesn't necessarily mean big. Ambitious means pushing the limits. Pushing the limits of your practice and pushing the limits of your art form, whether it be visual arts, public, podcast, digital, writing. Congratulations. Literature. We do it all. Congratulations. Oh, it's an awesome you. project. Really look, look, it's look it's absolutely sensational about this little thing about the next wave festival. But we're going to be coming out of time in about two or three minutes, how do people actually get in contact with the Next Wave Festival? Best way to do it is um, get in touch with us via email if you want to start a conversation, which is applications at nextwave.org.au. Say it again. Applications at nextwave.org.au. Or check us out on our website, which is www.nextwave.org.au, and follow the prompts to read all of the material. We've got quite a few... Um, bits of advice and um, ideas about the call out and we've also made it accessible for people with low vision and it's also um, everything on the website is available um, as an Auslan video and an audio recording and it's not in a separate little part of the website, it's right there where everybody else gets their information. And sometimes it's a bit of trivia which people actually should be, I think they'll be aware where I've got my understanding is Next Wave attracted over 90,000 visitors in 2018 alone. Over half the shows were complete <laughs> sellouts. Is that there were 339 artists involved overall. I think it was 579 uh, different performances. It's kind of like this. That would be something like it's exciting to actually consider that as a government of artists about the potential to actually go out and make that change. Yeah, absolutely. We want to hear. We want to hear your ideas around um, what what do you want to see the world to be like in 2020 and beyond. You don't have to solve all of the world's problems, but show us the next step. Show us what a world that's more just looks like. Show us a world that accommodates people with a disability looks like. Show us what a world that has gender justice looks like. Um, really, we're interested in seeing artists who are leaders, who are really, really interested in bringing society forward. Because as you say, Raph, there's a huge convergence of people at Next Wave Time. Okay, well, thank you very much, Erica McCalman, for coming into the studio from Next Wave Festival. Thank you very much. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, very nice lady. I said, we're going to kick off, going to go out with a song, and that song is called, it's by Mr. Ken Anderson, it's called Be Here in This World. That's like the government of artists. Keep listening to Completed by Lovely on 3CR, and the boldness would like to do a couple of Quick congratulations, first of all, to that 
Queen of Disability Advocacy, Carly Finlay, who has just launched a book, Say Hello by Harper Collins. It's been very successful. And also to Rachel Kirby, who has been involved with 3CR. She's been nominated for a Pro Bono Award. Erica McCallman has got a copy of Say Hello in the studio. Let's go out with a song. And that song is called Be Here in This World by Mr. King Anderson. We're back in February on the 20th of February. Thank you very much. Thank you.